Samuels. The cut at the 15. Samuels sheds the tackler and walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Jalen Samuels. He's back. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Today I'm joined by yet another very special guest, Travis May. You can follow him on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. He's a staff writer over there at DLF Football. He's got the Dynasty Life podcast. I can speak firsthand to tell you how great that podcast is because I was on it last week. Travis, how are we doing today? Doing great. Thanks for, uh, you know, plugging the pod you were on just a week ago. That's <laughs> good. It's good. Yeah. Glad to, to join you. I know we were talking about uh, just last week trying to figure out who we were going to be talking about, but uh, I'm pumped to talk about the prospect we're covering tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we I think we covered, what, 24 guys on your podcast last week, the top 24 dynasty prospects. And the player we're talking about today, Jalen Samuels, did not make that list. But I think he's one of the more interesting players anywhere from a running back to an H-back to a tight end to a slot receiver. He's 5'11", 228. That's what he's listed at. We'll see in a couple days exactly what he is. But before we start talking about his strengths and weaknesses, I'm curious, when you watch him play, what position do you think he should play? Well, ideally, I, I think for the NFL's purposes, he needs to be a running back. I mean, if you look at his build, uh, he's 5'11". Uh, so he's not really, even if he gets, you know, maybe he bulks up a little bit and may, maybe hits 235 or something like that. I, that's really not uh, going to make sense for the tight end position at, at the next level. But really, I mean, and we can get into this this more so, uh, but really he, he has the potential to revolutionize and, and maybe even create a more frequently used position in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see how he's deployed, but I think he can be a running back. Yeah, his versatility is probably one of his best strengths in general, right? Because he can play multiple positions. He can. He was lined up as a slot receiver. He was lined up as an H-back. He was lined up as a running back. He, even, I mean, he played quarterback in the Wildcat. Not that he's a quarterback by any means, but just in terms of they really used him in every single situation. I mean, if you watch NC State play, one of the things that I loved about it was that every time they needed a big play Samuel is the guy they designed the play for whether it's a pass or run or out of the wildcat I mean I think he led the NCAA in back-to-back years with most plays for over 20 yards and his last three seasons he had 16 13 and 16 total touchdowns I mean this guy was just a weapon and got things done in whatever way you asked him to do but you're right he's he's built like a running back and one of the things I've really hyped up with Saquon Barkley is that his greatest asset is his receiving ability and that kind of kind of transform an offense so the fact that he can play running back and you can move him out the receiver and you can kind constantly create these mismatches I think is a, is a huge strength I might even say versatility is his greatest strength yeah I would have to say so I mean I I, I would just I think it was either yesterday or the day before I was just talking about uh well made a little gift thread of uh some some of the, the great things he can do and just showing his versatility and he demonstrates everything it seems in one game like it, it, it's not just like this game he's just going to be the runner this game he's just going to be the receiver it's like no I'm going to throw a pass I'm going to be the tight end I'm going to be the fullback I'm going to be an h-back I'm going to be the running back and I'm going to be with a slot wide receiver all in the same game. And so, uh, that's just, I mean, that's, that's a weapon. So regardless of what he is, I hope he lands in a spot where the team takes advantage of his diverse skill set. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into ideal landing spot later, but whoever drafts him should want to be creative with him. It's funny because when, when we talk about his position and he's called a tight end, that's the position he played least on the football field. Cause he rarely, he, he rarely lined up in line. I have, 
very fond memories from back in the days where college DFS was a thing and Samuels was listed as a tight end. He was the only tight end seeing one like three targets a week in all of college football and crushing and no one would play him. So Samuel has been one of my guys for three years now because of all the money he made me. But other than his versatility, when you watch his game, what are the aspects of his game that you really like? Well, I think what you highlighted, <clears throat> sorry, what you highlighted with uh, Saquon Barkley and, and the importance of that receiving ability, if he's going to be a running back, if he's going to be a trusted back and we want him to add some value for fantasy football and to be able to stay on the field uh, for most downs, he needs to be able to contribute in that way. Uh, so I think he's demonstrated that in a, in a pretty big sample size. I mean, for a, a running back slash tight end anyway, he didn't have crazy numbers, but I mean, he had 76 catches just last year. So as far as any tight end goes or running back goes, regardless of how you designate him, that is an impressive number of receptions. It's a lot of work he's getting some out of the backfield, some out of the slot, some out of a tight end position. I mean, he just, it doesn't matter where he lines up. He just finds space, gets open and creates yardage. So I think that's that's huge. But also I really do think, I mean, I'd love to see him do this on a larger uh, sample size, more you know, down to down, drive to drive rather than just getting a, a carry here or there. But I, I think he really does run with pretty solid form for a running back because I think I, I saw him finish forward a lot. I saw him use his pad level really well and pretty frequently and be able to kind of bounce off or bounce through contact and finish and, and, and get that first down, get that just extra few yards when they needed it. So he really, he does a lot of things pretty well for what you want to see in a running back. Yeah, they used him a lot on stretch plays and they allowed him to use his patience and vision which i thought is a is above average and i think he's got pretty good power i mean he's, he's a big guy at 511 230 that's going to be a big running back and he runs with good pad level he'll he'll put his shoulder into you and he'll run through you and he's got a little bit of elusiveness and shake to his game as well like, i don't think he's an elite running back by any standard but i do think no. that he's got a lot of traits that allow his receiving ability and versatility to want you to play him at running back and the, the thing that i loved about him was one is i think he's an incredibly smart football player and i think that comes with being versatile but like when you watch him run his routes he understands where the zone defenders are and how to settle into a zone he understands where the sticks are and he, he's always making sure he gets those extra yardage uh, he's very comfortable catching the ball in traffic he catches the ball away from his body he has very good body control and can adjust to the football I and mean, i think you could make an argument that he's a top three receiving back in in this class pretty easily and i, I think when you combine all his skill sets He's never going to be this special player that your, your teams are going to build their team around. But I think he can be a really valuable piece to any NFL offense. And as we were, you mentioned there, his his fantasy value could kind of explode based on how a team uses him as well. Yeah, and I just think he just, I don't know, I, it's clear that he's a really intelligent player. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because to line up and do the, all the things that he does and to realize you know all the the intricacies of the blocking patterns to pull off what he does you know he can line up as the right tight end and pull around with and end up right next to the left tackle receiving a shovel pass and take that in for a score like just he understands spacing he can set up defenders really well and he's got the speed to to really outpace those linebackers and he's got the physicality and and the strength and the size to take on a smaller slot wide receiver if they want to play him close so he has like i said he just has this huge opportunity if he succeeds in the NFL if the right team figures out how to use him and and gets creative and uses him in a way even slightly or you know, just close to the way that NC State did that could make a new position in modern 
modern football, which would be a whole lot of fun uh, just to see uh, what that really looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the more we see teams get creative with guys, the more we see more teams willing to take those opportunities. So his skill set could really, I don't want to say transform the NFL because that might be overstating it, but I, I think <laughs> yeah. your your point of creating a new position is, is pretty valuable. When you watch his games, do you have any major concerns when watching him? You know, I, I was just trying to, to dig through that uh, just in the past week or so because, I mean, it's really easy to just to kind of look through at a prospect and just get super excited about everything and forget uh, his weaknesses. And I think it is maybe we like to think think of his versatility as, you know, a major plus. But at the same time, uh, the NFL doesn't like to deal with guys like that in many cases. They want they want a comp. They want they want somebody that makes sense and fits in this specific elite role. And so I think that's where he could get in trouble because if, if they try to force him into a tight end position, he really I mean, he wasn't an aggressive, strong force as a run blocker at all. Even even when he would be kind of in the backfield, like in pistol and operate more as a fullback, he, he just he didn't act like he wanted that contact. So he, he's not really the willing blocker that you want to see out of somebody at the tight end position. And at the same time, um, you know, he, he's never proven that he could really carry a significant load as a running back. So maybe he's just always that gadget guy. And and if he gets selected by the wrong team, I think that's exactly what could happen. And I hope that's not the case, but I don't know what it is. The NFL just really likes their comps. They really want somebody to fit into a very specified role when I, I think they should be moving in the exact opposite. And I think the Patriots have, have taken advantage of that in some ways and the way they use their running backs and their slot wide receivers and things like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where he lands and what happens moving forward. I, I think the blocking thing is a really key point because if a team tries to force him just to be a tight end, he's going to struggle with a lot of that because he, he's not really set up to block in line. He's not going to be a pass protector. He's not going to mm-hmm. be a run blocker at all. And then he's going to be kind of a tendency guy where if he comes on the field, teams know that they're passing automatically. And I think that's a really good point that while he is a running back I mean he only had 77 carries this year at 33 the year before yeah. 56 the year before that like he's not been a high volume guy so the question is how how much he can do with all of that I think in terms of on top of his blocking the other weakness in his game is he's not this electric athlete I think he's he's good in a lot of areas but he doesn't have great long speed he's not this necessarily explosive player so I think he's above average athlete but nothing special about yeah. it with the yeah questions on whether or not he can fit into a a specific system like you mentioned when when you watch his game you just mentioned the player comps that the nfl loves do you have a comp for him (laughs) you know i was i was searching and i was searching and i was searching and i was hoping anybody would just have a a good idea like a good comp and i didn't find one like i was just trying to find like any good comp i was like oh yeah that totally makes sense and and there wasn't just one player that i could really set on and say that's him because nobody's doing the h-back role that he's doing right now and nobody's really his side that's really catching passes in the sample size of running also paired with that. Uh, so it, it, to me, it's like if you mixed the good things that uh, some of the good things, because I don't want to get two of my head of myself here, but like if you mix mix some of the great things that Kareem Hunt does with the some of the great things that Delaney Walker does at the tight end position, um, that would, and, and they had a kid, <laughs> it would be Jalen Samuels. Because it's like Delaney Walker is not your stereotypical 6'5", 260 tight end. He's a little bit smaller. He's probably, I mean, they, they generously sometimes list him above six feet. He's not, uh, but, and so he may be a hair bu- above that, but he, he has that, I mean, Delaney can do that run in motion. He, he can take some carries around the edge and he's an adequate re- receiver that sets up second level defenders really well. And then if you, uh, he's not the same level of, of runner exactly that Kareem Hunt is, but the subtle little shifts and, and moves that Kareem Hunt makes 
to make people miss and the solid form to extend the play and get the extra couple yards. I think Jalen has displayed some of that. So it's kind of like a, a mix between those two skill sets, but still that doesn't really serve it well. Exactly. So, um, but in a way he's almost, I was, I was thinking about this earlier today as well. He's almost like on the right team. He could be almost like a bigger Duke Johnson. Like if you think how he was used this year, uh, I mean, he only had 82 carries, but he had 74 receptions. Like that's like that, that type of split that if you look at the production of what Jalen Samuels did at NC state and then what Duke did for the Browns, that's actually, Actually really close to what he put up this past year so if he's a bigger more physical version of a duke johnson that could want maybe a larger role on the right team which i'm not even comparing those two exactly as in in their style but as far as usage and uses percentages go i could see something similar like that yeah no that makes a lot of sense to me uh, one of the ones i heard today was larry centers who was a fullback that actually caught 101 passes one year he played in the 90s almost had 900 career receptions similar build now i i don't remember him but for any old school people out there i was told that that's a really good comp for him nice marcel reese was another comp in terms of a possible yeah. role for him if you're going to force him to play tight end delaney walker is kind of what you hope for him to develop since i view mm-hmm. him as a running back the guy i compare him to is a rex burkhead the way the patriots used him this year in terms of split him out in the slot a lot he won a lot of routes out there he created a lot of matchup issues for the defense in general he he looked powerful he looked good between the tackles he kind of was limited to about what eight to 12 rushes a game i i think that's probably a pretty similar role to what duke johnson was i just think burkhead is that bigger player he's he's 225 he didn't have that long speed like i don't think samuels has long speed but he he tested pretty well across the board in explosion areas and power and stuff like that so i i think that the burkhead role and kind of the what the player we saw in new england this year which was a real good player i mean for fantasy purposes and nfl purposes he was he was a real good player the second half of the year for new england i think that's the kind of guy you could see samuels being yeah i, I like that too because i think and and that wouldn't be a bad i mean we can get to this but that wouldn't be a bad spot for him to <laughs> to slide into either uh, i think he could he could succeed in a similar role uh i'm not sure if you'd be the exact same player, but yeah, I definitely like that kind of. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of the Patriots, and you just mentioned it a little bit, is there a team that you would like to see him go to? I, I think the easy pick is always the Patriots for for like weird players you don't understand or like smaller backs that are just really elusive. And and so I, yeah, I think it would be fun because I think the Patriots have shown they're not afraid to do some weird stuff. You know, tried some new things with you know smaller players than you think they should, or or you know just a, a weird mix of personnel that that wouldn't on paper just think uh, it would make you think oh wow they're going to be an instant stud mix of playmakers right away i mean like rex, rex burkhead and james white they're not na- they're not feature back type guys but they just make plays um i think if he you know you put him on the field at the same time as a james white put him on the field at the same time as a deon lewis that creates a, a massive massive mismatch problem i mean if you motion either one of them out in the, into the slot you have to take care of, of that like make sure you care, cover them in, in coverage because both of them can get open and then you of, of course you have rob gronkowski if he it does indeed not retire and then you've got the speed of brandon cooks to really push the top off the defense so i think he would have a, a fantastic opportunity and the patriots offense 
would have a fantastic opportunity to introduce just yet another layer to their offense and what they do. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, uh, listeners, with NC State's offense, they would oftentimes have their lead running back, Naheem Hines and Jalen Samuels on the field at the same time. Uh, Jalen Samuels would be in more of like an H-back role, maybe directly behind uh, one of the tackles or directly behind a tight end or even back next to the quarterback uh, acting like as a fullback. He'd motion out to the slot. Okay, well, you got that that stretches the defense to one side or he'd stay in tight or he'd motion out. it doesn't matter. It just created a new uh, level of, of just worry for, for defenses. And, and if you watch much college football, like the H back, that's not that's not weird. Like a, a player that looks more like a fullback, uh, he's like an in-between like fullback and tight end player. And that, that's pretty common. Uh, but somebody that can play at the speed that Jalen can and catch passes like Jalen can and run like Jalen can in that role just doesn't exist. <laughs> so I think the Patriots would be a lot of fun. And if if the Browns somehow decide to not take Saquon Barkley, I think it would be interesting to see the pairing of Duke Johnson and Jalen Samuels both being on the field at the same time, mixed with Josh Gordon, mixed with David Njoku and Corey Coleman. That would be one heck of a package to defend, I think. So either one of those would be a lot of fun. A couple that popped into my head were the Ravens because I think they could use a pass catching back. They don't really have a tight end that succeeded. Plus, they could use some slot production on top of the fact that they are historically have used the fullback a lot. So I think you could really take advantage of his versatility there. I would love to see him on the Texans. I would be shocked if he goes there because of the lack of draft capital. I don't think they can take a luxury pick on a player like Samuels. But I would. you saw what they did with Watson and how they had this new age offense and they got super creative. And I think if you added Samuels to that, I think that'd be a lot of fun. The Raiders make a little bit of sense. I, I guess I'm kind of thinking of Marcel Reese. But also when you add in John Gruden, that H-back role was something that was more popular in the NFL 10 years ago, the last yeah. time he coached. So that could make some sense there too. But, but I think the general point is that you want a team that's going to be creative with him and, and use him to all his strengths. Travis, I just want to thank you for joining us, man. I, I, I love talking to you. I was on your pod last week, this week. I think we had some pods last year talking NFL draft. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, well, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always good. I don't I'll always get to uh, talk to you this frequently. So it's good hanging out, talking some NFL draft. I cannot wait for the NFL Combine. But uh, again, like you mentioned earlier, you can find uh, me on the Dynasty Live podcast with Justin McCasland and Andrew for every single week uh, you can also find uh, most of my uh, work at dynasty league football and the fantasyauthority.com as well guys make sure you check them out and follow them on twitter at ff underscore travis m you can follow me on twitter at elliot christ as always i'm your host for the draft daily podcast you can find us on itunes stitcher and google play please rate review and subscribe we really appreciate listening guys thank you